It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. Got a loaded show today. Stefan Diggs, Justin Jefferson. I think Justin Jefferson can look at Stefan Diggs and see this could be my future. But Kevin O'Connell has a lot of control in what can happen next. How does Kevin O'Connell keep Justin Jefferson from becoming or feeling like Stefan Diggs in this Viking system? We'll talk about that as well as the Minnesota Vikings were tiered NFC tier one, two, three, four. Where do the Vikings fall? We'll talk about that next on the Ron Johnson show. Locked on sports, Minnesota podcasts. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's the Ron Johnson show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota podcast. And it starts now. Hey everyone, it's Ron Johnson. This is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. It's a beautiful Tuesday, sun shining, birds are chirping. Spring, summer is in the air. Today's show, we're, we're going to talk about the Minnesota Vikings, of course. Uh, there's some things going on with voting. Good Morning Football did like a little uh, um, tier. They put teams in tiers, tier one, tier two, three, and four. Um, kind of like where they're going to finish this season or what their thoughts are going into the season. The Vikings, I think their tier is determined on what happens to Daniil Hunter. And we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about Justin Jefferson. Stefan Diggs is not happy in Buffalo right now. Justin Jefferson could end up like Stefan Diggs, but there is a way to stop it because I think Stefan Diggs, his feelings are truly valid. And we want to make sure Justin Jefferson doesn't end up exactly where Stefan Diggs is and where Steph and how Stefan Diggs feels. We'll talk about that later in the show in segment two. And then, of course, we got the daily three. That's three questions, three minutes each. We'll see how much time we have, though. Might be one minute today, but we'll see how that goes. But remember, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Just make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com backslash Locked On to get started today. A lot to bet on, but it's really just baseball right now. But there are a lot of bets. You could do futures. There's some futures bets you could take. We'll talk about that in the Daily 3 because there's some win totals for the Vikings and the Gophers. I got to jump into that. I got to talk about it because I, I, I'm going I'm to try to help you lock your money in on this NFL season. So as I bring my producer to the show, Sam Ekstrom, we have to talk about the Minnesota Vikings tears. Good morning, football did it, but also people – you can download Locked On Sports Minnesota wherever you get your podcast, but especially on YouTube. Please go to YouTube for those watching. Hey, how's it going? For those that have downloaded the Roku app or the Amazon Fire app, we thank you. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you like my shirt. Sam, I got this shirt. Pac-Man. Had nothing to do with uh, Father's Day. Yeah, it's like Pac-Man, Tic-Tac-Toe, and of course, um, well, my direction's off. Uh, this way. <laughs> We, we know Pac-Man Jones likes to hate on Kirk Cousins, but Pac-Man Johnson, 
He's a, he's a Kirk Cousins fan. Yeah, I'm a Kirk, I'm a Kirk Cousins yeah. fan, but I love Pac-Man. Uh, that's going to be uh, – every once in a while, I'm going to throw some things out there, some shirts, because uh, I'm a big shirt guy. I like the T-shirt. So I got a bunch of these, you know, shirts like this. I uh, got some Father's Day ones I'm going to have to wear. Uh, definitely taking the, my, 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 my latest birthday T-shirt to uh, Colorado. Uh, my daughter's playing down in Colorado for the uh, Colorado Sparkler, uh, where some of the top club teams travel to play some softball, some elite softball. Um, and that's another reason why my voice is a little raspy. We played up in the 14 UA division. We got a uh, third place. We lost to the team that ended up winning it all. So, uh, very proud of those girls though. They did a great job. We were in the silver bracket. So, um, you know, of what, 17, 18 teams, uh, 14, a, that was really good for some 12 year olds. So, but yeah, I lost my voice. Um, Sam, here's I go. Here I go with the show, Sam. When you look at the tiers, uh, we talk about Good Morning Football, and, and you know, Good Morning Football loves to uh, do these things. These these are what gets your blood flowing, gets the conversations going. And I sent you um, the Good Morning Football one, and, and here's where they put the tiers of teams. And it doesn't really like I didn't watch the segment. I don't know. Did you watch the segment, Sam? I don't know. If haven't seen the segment, so I've, okay. I haven't seen their explanations here. But I, I've got some opinions. But and I, I'm looking at the tiers right now. Got it. Yeah, I didn't see it either. Um, I might have to go back. I'm pretty sure the video's up. We'll have to go back and watch it. But this is my guess because tier one, you got the Eagles and the 49ers. So I don't know if those are like dominant teams, lot. NFC, you know, we feel like that could be the NFC championship. Could be. Then you got tier two. My guess is contenders to make it to the NFC championship. You got the Cowboys. You got the Seahawks. You got the New York football Giants. And you got the Minnesota Vikings. So this is an interesting tier. When I see Giants, I don't think Vikings. I think the Vikings are better than Giants, but that's because of my opinion of Daniel Jones. But the Giants did beat the Vikings last year. So when I see Dallas Cowboys, Minnesota Vikings, Seattle Seahawks, New York football Giants, that's tier two. Then you got tier three. My guess is contenders, teams on the rise, teams that can uh, make a run, maybe. You got the Lions, you got the Rams, and you got the Saints. Again, I, I spoke highly of the Lions, so I like that. And then you have tier four, which I don't really know what this tier is. Um, But you got the Falcons. You got the uh, Panthers, the Bears, the uh, the the Bucks, the Packers. Mm. The Packers are in tier four, and then Packers, the Washington Commanders. Yeah. So when you when you look at these tiers, Sam, I I, I think they're spot on. Um, I don't know much about Seattle right now. You know, I know Geno Smith had a good year last year. I know they uh, put some some capital into making sure he's happy to be their number one quarterback. Uh, we know DK Metcalf is a big part of that keeping him happy, uh, having a healthy team, which they, you know, everybody starts off healthy right now. So we'll see. But, but Sam, when you see these tiers, do you think the good morning football got it right? Well, first of all, they, they did kind of just pull last year's playoff teams and put them <laughs> on the top. Um, so a little recency bias there, your bias based on last year's results. They did knock the bucks down to tier four because they lost Brady. That makes sense. Yep. I, I, I appreciate you know, as as a show that covers the Vikings, a lot we've heard a lot of noise about how the Lions are going to pass the Vikings, how the Adam Rank saying the Bears are going to go twelve and five. In this tier ranking, they've put the Vikings on top in the NFC North, uh, so you can appreciate that. Right. I, I think that if I were ranking the Vikings on this tier system, Ron, but if I could use decimal points, I'd probably put them two point five because I think they're kind of fluctuating between that two and three. I think that. 
uh, with that defensive rebuild that they're undergoing, and maybe you'll talk here about, you know, Daniil Hunter's impact on it. I'm not sure that they're closer to one than they are three. I think that they're like kind of teetering between that two and three ranking. How do you view it? Uh, yeah, I would say that. I, I'd say I'd, I'd say one to two. I'd say with Daniil Hunter or without, I think they're two. Or sorry, with or without their one or two. Without Daniil, yeah, I think, yeah, you're right. Could be two to three because you never know. Uh, I think the Bears are going to do something. And here's, here's, here's how they do it, Sam. So here's the breakdown of the four tiers. You got the big dogs, tier one. So I like that. Hovering, which means they have a chance. To be determined, we're not too sure. And then shock the world. So meaning if they do something, it's going to shock the world. Because here's the AFC, and it makes a little bit more sense in the AFC because it's not loaded and shock the world. It's loaded and to be determined in tier three. So here's where they go with this. You got the Chiefs and Bengals, one, of course. That was easy to figure out. Two, you got the Dolphins, Bills, Jags, Ravens, uh, which is hovering. And then the to be determined, they loaded to be determined. They got the Steelers, Patriots, Jets, which Aaron Rodgers is in the to be determined. So that one's interesting to me. I thought interesting. I thought I would put the Jets in two with hovering. Um, but I, you know, you never know. You got the Tennessee Titans, you got the uh LA Chargers. And then you have the uh, Cleveland Browns. Um, and then four, shock the world. I mean, if they do something, it's going to shock everybody. I mean, we could have guessed this. Uh, two teams with two young quarterbacks. You got the Texans. You got the Colts. And then you got the Raiders, who's still trying to figure it out because they, they, got, they got Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's hurt. So who knows what's going to happen if he can make it back. And then you got the Russell Wilson and the uh, Denver Broncos, as if they do something, they're going to shock the world. So makes a little bit more sense when you go back to that with the NFC Big dogs would be the Eagles, uh, uh, 49ers, hovering, uh, Cowboys, Vikings, Seahawks, see, uh, Giants. They only have three teams in the to be determined. That's Lions, Rams, Saints. And then, of course, if they do something that's going to shock the world, makes a lot more sense now. Falcons, Panthers, Bears, Bucks, uh, Packers, and Washington football team commanders. So, that I mean, and then the comments are funny. Like, people are saying, why are you disrespecting the Lions so heavily? Of course, like, to to be determined to me doesn't feel like disrespect to be determined just means i think you have a chance but let's see what happens i mean to put the lions with the rams and the saints that's two really good teams yeah that that you know if matthew stafford's not hurt who knows what the rams do last year you know like i think people are forgetting that like it wasn't like a fully healthy season uh for the rams and so for people to feel you know disrespected or whatever i i think you should be very happy of where the lions sit the lions definitely aren't you can't put them ahead of the Vikings right now. Um, you could move the Cowboys, though, because you really don't know the Cowboys. But you could move the Cowboys into into to be determined. I mean, honestly, that whole tier two could be to be determined. Like, I I, I honestly could see the Vikings in the TBD in tier three. Um, usually I'm high on the Vikings, but right now with this this defense, like you said, in, in, flux, in flux, they're fluctuating. Daniel Hunter might be gone, you know. It, it is what it is. So it, here's another thing. Somebody tried to make the correlation, but I don't see it because Rick Spielman was in town. They're like, oh, Rick Spielman is in town. He said that, uh, you know, every once in a while you have to trade big-time players. He had to trade Stefan Diggs. Quasey's going to have to trade Daniel Hunter. I don't see the correlation there. <laughs> like, it's not the same thing. Um, but I understand, like, trying to just create a story because a part of that is this if if Quasey makes the move to trade Daniel Hunter what does he get for Daniel Hunter and, and was it worth it um 
Rick Spielman trading Stefan Diggs was more Stefan Diggs not wanting to be here. I don't know if it's that with Daniil. I think it's Daniil wants money, and the Vikings don't think they mm-hmm. can afford him plus Justin Jefferson. You gotta you gotta decide because they were already cap strapped before uh, all the moves they've made. And so that's that's where where I see this is like Daniil Hunter can change the perspective if he if he finds a happy like because i think one of the things somebody said was uh give him a, a a one-year deal like let him get out of his deal after this year so he can go out and be free um but give him a big time signing bonus maybe that doesn't hit you to 2024 2025 or maybe spread it out like hey we're going to give it to you but we're going to pay you over three years even though we're going to give you a clause to get out that that money's yours guaranteed just let us spread it out over three seasons now, for Daniel Hunter, he's like, I don't care. I'm not going to be here. I don't care what your cap looks like. Um, or, hey, man, look, yep, I, I want to get out, but I'm going to be a team player. Kind of like Anthony Barr did. You know, he took a bunch of money up front mm-hmm. and then allowed the, you know, and then he was able to get out of his deal to move on to the Cowboys. So uh, I, I could see Daniel Hunter maybe trying to do that too. Like, hey, let's, let's, uh, let, let's come to an agreement of how much I want this year. If it's 30, you know, not 30, sorry, if it's $20 million, whatever that number is to keep him happy. And they say but yeah. we'll 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 cut your year down to an option or something or a or a player option, you know, whatever. Something that allows him to decide if he wants to come back and resign or if he wants to move on to free agency. That's that's the only thing. But again, do you feel like that would be amicable, Sam? Because you're letting Daniel Hunter out. Also, like you said with these tiers, does that change the game? Yeah, I I've seen a lot of people project that if they lose Daniel Hunter then this suddenly becomes like a six-win team. I don't know if one guy who's not a quarterback or Justin Jefferson makes that much difference. Correct. I, I don't. Um, I think that it it might change your, your win projection by like point one. Um, I just think that, that one defensive player on the defensive line, I, I, I don't see that as being a season changer. It Maybe it lowers your ceiling a little bit, um, but the defense already has plenty of issues too. I mean, that uh, I think that if they offered him like an extra twelve million to to up his salary to like seventeen this year and play for one year deal and then hit free agency and then be able to make whatever he wants on the open market next year, that to me seems relatively fair. Um, may, you know, I'm sure Daniil wants the long term security, but um, if he gets paid relative to kind of his worth this year i feel like that's a good compromise hmm. I, I i do agree i agree on that um i, I think daniel hunter one didn't didn't uh, dalvin cook hit the market and now you see kind of what's coming out like he just had a labrum surgery now he's saying he's feeling good um by by the season start you know he'll be 100 percent healthy ready to go he said having an injured labrum uh because he wore that sleeve we all know that um he said every hit because he was just on, uh, I think, Adam Schefter's podcast. He's like, you know, every hit, you just didn't know if that shoulder was going to su- be able to, you know, sustain the hit and it might pop back out or whatever. It might tear your labrum even more. Um, he said he had the surgery because he knew he had to do it. He did it in March, which is interesting timing, um, but he did it back in March. So maybe that was part of like not showing up too. like just look, I'm rehabbing. I'm getting my shoulder ready. I don't need to be out in the public eye. Um, but also part of it was, you know, they the Vikings knew as well. Like, look, I know what you want. We don't have it. Uh, let's just move on. Teams trading for him. Maybe he wouldn't have passed the physical because that's the other part. A trade can't go through if the player doesn't pass the physical. So maybe the Vikings even knew that. Like, look, if we trade him now, he's not going to pass his physical until who knows when, August, September. Who knows when Dalvin Cook will be considered or deemed healthy. 
because um, we've seen that happen before in trades where players are traded and then it's like well what's to say pending uh player passing his physical and then he goes to the team and then we hear that trade didn't go through we're gonna cut him sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know because the team's like look man you just traded us a lemon now a team can still take a player with an injury, though. Like that's not unheard of to say. Look, I'm taking Tom Brady, knowing that he tore his ACL, or I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo, which the Raiders did. I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo, knowing he has to have surgery because of the, uh, you know, injury from the season, so on and so forth. So it's not like this stuff is unheard of. <clears throat> but the tears, as we said it, you know, you see how it sits now. Um, it, it, it's some interesting thoughts with it. But I will say the Vikings are hovering. They're right there. But without Daniel Hunter, maybe they are a TBD because who knows what this defense is going to look like without him. But I would not want to let him walk out my door without getting some for him. Question is, what can you get for him? You know, like Rick Spillman was saying, he would definitely want to get a couple thirds or something like that or a second and a third. I don't know if, you know, who knows if you can get that. Like if a team knows you're going to get rid of him anyway, play that game. Like, look, I'm going to just wait. I'm going to wait. I'm not giving up anything for him knowing you're going to get rid of him anyway. And he wants to come to us because we know players, agents are out there reaching out to these GMs too. Like, Hey, what, what, what would you, what would you pay to if we, if we were able to come to you, you know, like they have these meetings, they have these little text messages, these breakfasts, these cocktail hours, all that stuff happens. We know agents, they're good at their job. That's how Adam Schefter. I mean, I, I feel like Adam Schefter might be a secret bartender at, at somewhere because he's always, coming up with the info so maybe he's a secret bartender at like wherever the gms hang out and they just don't know it you know and, and all of a sudden he pulls off the mask like scooby-doo and it's adam schefter this whole time they thought it was their bartender uh nick and nope it was adam schefter <laughs> uh, but i'm ron johnson that's sam action we're gonna jump into this uh this next conversation because there was another thing and at some point sam we'll talk about this good morning football did uh they did the best offense and defensive player duo so just one offensive player and one defensive player, and then who has the best duo? And uh, they didn't even they didn't uh, kind of vote. They just had guys pick. Uh, Jamie Ertle said, you know, uh, Cooper Cup and Aaron Aaron Donald, uh, Shaquille Shaquem, uh, of course, picked his uh, Seattle Seahawks. He put DK and Wagner, and then you put he put uh, Jason McCourty, put CMC, Christian McCaffrey, and Joey Bosa. So or Nick Bosa, I think I don't know whichever one is on the 49ers. Um, but but CMC and Bosa. And so when you think about Justin Jefferson and Daniel Hunter, you put them up there. You know, I don't know if there's another defensive player. I guess Daniel Hunter now would be the best defensive player on that team. So where does Justin Jefferson and Daniel Hunter fall? Who knows? But I, I do know this. We can't lose Justin Jefferson the same way the Vikings lost Stefan Diggs. We're gonna talk about that next after a word from our sponsors. Thanks, Ron. Yeah, let me tell you about FanDuel and baseball season being in full swing. Hockey's done. Basketball's done. You can wager on baseball now at FanDuel. The Twins are favored over the Red Sox tonight. They are minus 142 on the money line, over under 8.5. You can bet on that game and all the Major League Baseball games at FanDuel. And if you're a new customer, you can snag that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance at that no sweat first bet. They've got great promotions at FanDuel in addition to that no sweat first bet as well. You get paid instantly when you win. It's FanDuel, an official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, Sam, we got to talk about this, man. You know, it, it's the elephant in the room. Stefan Diggs, you know, wanted his way out of Minnesota. 
What was going on with Minnesota and Stefan Diggs? Well, fake the flu, then came back, said he's not happy. Um, <laughs> you know, everybody said all the right things. Man, we really want Diggs here. We love Diggs. You know, uh, Adam Thielen said, you know, that's my boy. It's my best friend. But I know uh, sometimes you got to do what's best for you. Stefan Diggs then turns around, gets traded to the uh, Buffalo Bills. And the Minnesota Vikings draft Justin Jefferson. Everything works out great. Stefan Diggs goes on. There's videos out there. You've shown me of Stefan Diggs saying, I really appreciate you, 17. I love you, Josh Allen. And then the last game, Stefan Diggs basically went off, like on the sideline, but basically like in the heat of the moment type, not like brutally going out, like just like you, like looking at uh, Josh Allen. Like, you see me. Like, what's going on, man? What's going on, 17? Come on. Come on, man. And Josh Allen ignored him, looking at his tablet. There's rumors about what was going on in Josh Allen's head before that game. I think they lost by 17 or something like that. And then people said they saw Stefan Diggs run to the locker room, grab all of his stuff, didn't shower, because who needs to shower after a loss like that? Just go home and was going to leave. Like, wasn't going to sit down for the last team meeting, wasn't going to listen to the coach give the last speech. And then one of the coaches ran down the tunnel, stopped him, said, hey, man, don't do it this way, man. Don't don't end it this way. Like, come back to the locker room. And so they were able to get him back into the locker room. Uh, but he was ready to go. He was pissed off. He's like, I don't want to be around these dudes. Fast forward now, he doesn't want to be around these dudes. Now, his agent did say he was in the building. I think that's the story that we're not seeing. Stefan Diggs was in the building for minicamp. He showed up, I think they said that Tuesday or something. <clears throat> but he wasn't going to participate. So Stefan Diggs did show up. When you think about Stefan Diggs showing up, he then, that's when the messages came out of, if you want to cap, if you want to live, blah, blah, go ahead. If that helps you sleep at night, that makes you feel better. But what is really going on? Because Josh Allen says it's not about football, it's about other stuff. Sean McDermott said, I'm worried because he knows what's wrong. Then in the same breath, Josh Allen goes on and says, yeah, but we got to get Diggs more involved in the offense. We know he wants to be more involved in the decision-making, the planning of the offense. We got to get him more involved. And when you go back to that last game, <clears throat> The guy that has 1,400 yards, 11 touchdowns, uh, all this great stuff, 154 targets. I think in that game he had like four catches maybe or something like that um, in that last game. So definitely not happy with the, the the game planning of the final game of the season when you need to win and you don't come to me. Like I'm your guy and you don't put me in this game plan. So I don't know if they were using him as a decoy, if he felt like Josh Allen wasn't seeing him, because he's, he's saying, like, dude, I'm wide open. What are you looking at? Like, what, what, are you, what are they telling you in your helmet that you're not looking at me because I'm wide open? You know, whether the coach is overcoaching, hey, man, they're going to they're gonna double digs here, so look at Gabe. Uh, they're going to double digs here, so look at Knox. Because Diggs was open on some of those, and when I say open, he was just man-to-man coverage. Man-to-man coverage, Stephon Diggs is like Justin Jefferson. He's open, throwing the ball. And so how can Kevin O'Connell – not let Justin Jefferson end up a telltale story for the state of Minnesota like Stefan Diggs is becoming. One, Stefan Diggs' feelings are valid. So what do you do? You go to Justin Jefferson now. Receivers are not known to be involved in offensive planning. It just is not what, what they do. The NFL has never really gone to a receiver to say, hey, do you want to be a part of the game plan? I mean, I, I think if you go back to Jerry Rice and say, how often did Joe Montana and, and your coach, you know, way back when, put you involved like were you part of the offensive coordinator's game plan probably not uh maybe Larry Fitzgerald because we know he's super smart um T.O. I don't think he ever was involved in the offensive game planning Ocho Cinco I don't think he ever was involved in the offensive game planning uh Lynn Swan John Stallworth probably can ask both of them probably never were involved we can go to Chris Carter 
probably never was involved. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of guys, a lot of people that were never really involved in the gameplay. Now, as guys got older, like a Chris Carter, maybe, maybe it just was a part of the thing because his quarterbacks were younger than him. So now it's a different mindset. Your quarterback's young. You're going to need me. Like Adam Thielen right now, I guarantee, is a part of the offense of helping Bryce Young come along. Stephon Diggs is young, just like Josh Allen. So I could see them like putting all the money in Josh Allen, letting Josh Allen make the decisions, and Stephon Diggs feeling like he's on the outside looking in. That's where Kevin O'Connell can flip that script. One, and we'll talk about this in Daily 3, possibly drafting a new quarterback as Kirk Cousins plays the final year of his season. So how do you prepare Justin Jefferson early for being the leader? You start allowing him to see the game plan. You start asking him questions about the game plan. You make sure... Like the Rams, Cooper Cup's the first. Justin Jefferson's the first. He's the first. He's the last. He's Kirk Cousins' everything. He's all the answers to all his dreams. He's his sun. He's his moon. His shining star. Justin Jefferson is kind of wonderful. That's what you are. I know. There's only, only one like you. Sam, you probably didn't know the song before I got into that, did you? Or did you know it was going to be? I'm, I'm no just idea. swaying along. I don't know what you're singing, but I'm swaying. You have no idea. Oh, my goodness. Shining, first, no, shining star. My last, my everything. Barry White, Sam, is All right. Barry well, White. You switched on me because you were doing Shining Star like 10 seconds ago. So I got No, that's the Shining Star stole Barry White's deal. Oh. That's, it's Barry White's song. Okay. So that's the song. do 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 that's the yeah you gotta you gotta download it sam said barry white this is that's his song it the only reason i know that song i'm not gonna lie because i wasn't a big barry white fan growing up the movie with chris tucker which i know you haven't seen um uh money talks have you seen money talks with chris carter or chris carter chris chris tucker i've seen chris carter on tv no but money talks with chris tucker and uh, what's his name? Tiger Blood guy. Um, Emilio Estevez, not Emilio Estevez, but the other one. Charlie Sheen. Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen and uh, Chris Tucker are in the movie together. Barry White, that's the song. And and Chris Tucker is singing that at the very beginning of the movie uh, as he's like washing a car that we find out later, I think was stolen because uh, he's a criminal that uh, ends up like becoming a big part of the police uh, heist like to try to like stop this diamond guy, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, but but it, that's the part of it. Like it's it's a good it's a good song. But anyway, Justin Jefferson is Chris C- or Kirk Cousins first, last, and everything. He needs to be Kevin O'Connell's. They need to make sure now Justin Jefferson understands how important he is. Meetings, taking that time with them, lunch. Because what you don't want to do is years down the road, you put so much time into building up a quarterback, whether it is JJ McCarthy, whoever whoever the the Vikings might draft. Like I said, we'll talk about that. Caleb Williams somehow. They pull off a Daniel Hunter trade to get the first pick and then get Caleb Williams. When you think about Kirk Cousins and you think about Justin Jefferson, you got to look at your future. Kirk Cousins is probably not your future. Justin Jefferson is. You got to make him feel wanted and loved. And I think that's that's where Stefan Diggs uh, has twice now, twice now has felt like he's not wanted, loved, and needed in that offense. But I think that's how you stop that. You do it early now. You start showing Justin Jefferson how – how you put the game plan together, why he's important in this game plan. What do you think about this play? Hey, is there any other routes that you think we can change this to? Do you want to be the choice route guy? Like just completely putting it on the table for him so that when it's time and, and feelings are involved and tight situations happen, because t- t- tough, tough times come. Tough times come, but they don't last. Tough people do. And if you can toughen up this relationship, you'll last. 
Because when those tight, tough times come, when they lose maybe to the Packers, who suck, it's going to be tough. If they lose again in the playoffs, like they did to the Giants, it's going to be tough. How do you how do you alleviate some of that and, and pre-deal with it? Like, how do we build this relationship so we don't end up with Justin Jefferson being so mad that he doesn't want a Cooper Cup type deal? Now, Cooper Cup took the deal after winning the Super Bowl, so that's a different, it's a different euphoria. His euphoria was, we won a Super Bowl, I want to be back here. How do I come back? If you lose again before the NFC Championship, how do you get a euphoric contract signing? Stefan Diggs, $72 million. That was a euphoric offer. The Minneapolis miracle just happened. Here's $72 million, bud. I love you. There's some euphoric. We know that. There's some euphoric contract offers that are put out there after big moments. Uh, Joe Flacco wins the Super Bowl. Let's make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. You know, like there's a lot yeah. of those euphoric moments. People want to act like it's not. GMs are human beings. Owners are human beings. You can create a euphoric moment and get paid off. Stefan Diggs got paid. Not say he's not worth the money, but he got paid off the miracle. So, so that's what you – Cooper Cup took a friendly deal because of the euphoric Super Bowl moment. That's what you don't want. You don't want Justin Jefferson having a terrible season in, and then we got to go to the negotiation table because now he's pissed off and it's like, man, I'm not taking less than 30. Screw y'all. I want 30 a year because if y'all don't give it to me, I know the Lions will or I know the Packers will. Somebody will. And so that's what you don't want to end up where he's – frustrated and wants to be traded uh and then he's holding out and so on and so forth i don't understand what are your thoughts yeah i i think that you're right in that you've got to lay the groundwork now uh kevin o'connell built up i think some really good equity last year by proving that he can scheme justin jefferson open he can find right. ways to get him the ball and that's going to be of the utmost importance and, and i don't think justin jefferson's going to run into issues with Kirk cousins on this team but but there could be frustrations down the road if you have to break in a rookie quarterback, let's say, next year. It might not be the same for Justin Jefferson because up to this point, it's been a little better every year. He's getting the ball more and more and more, and the accolades and the yards and the touchdowns and the fame and the money, and it's all coming his way. But he might plateau at some point, and if he has to change quarterbacks, they might not be able to get the ball to him like Kirk Cousins. They might not be able to anticipate those windows, throw the ball into tight spaces, and get Justin Jefferson 184 targets, which he had last year. So wow. you have to lay the groundwork now so that if some tough times come around, everything's good, that Justin Jefferson is bought into the coach and that those two are tight because once Kirk Cousins is gone, then I think Justin Jefferson quickly becomes the most important person in the organization, probably even more important you know, than that, that rookie quarterback or whoever the quarterback is at that point. Yeah, and another song that came to mind, Sam, and I don't know if you know this one. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I don't know if you know that one. You've heard yeah. it. But I don't know what it is. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's where the Vikings are going to end up too, because we're going to have we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Todd McShay has already slotted a quarterback to the Minnesota Vikings next year, uh, saying if they pick twentieth, which means same kind of predicament in the playoffs, but they lose um, right at the edge, so they get the twentieth pick. Um, and, that, and, he, and he slotted a quarterback to the Minnesota Vikings. But I feel like if they do draft this guy and Kirk Cousins does leave, it's going to be that moment where you're like, I didn't know what we had, and now it's gone. Ain't no sunshine when he's gone. And a, <laughs> a song in Ron's heart today. We're going to hey. put a mashup together of all the music. Hey, it's, it, I'm telling you, it is. 
Cause you, then you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And that was from a, that was from a TV show. I think either like Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I think is what it was. Cause the 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 record had skipped, and so Will had to bump it. And then he was sad. He lost his girlfriend. Um, but some good songs, some good show. I'm a, I'm a TV movie guy, people. Uh, for all the everydayers, you know, I love movies. I love TV. So a lot of my songs I grew up knowing it was because of TV. So if it was in a movie, it was in a TV show. I knew it. Uh. But we got to get into the daily three. That's three questions. Uh, we're going to take about two minutes each. But before we do that, people, understand SiriusXM is a partner with Locked On Sports. Love XM Radio. I went down to Iowa to my daughter's uh, softball game. Or Sorry, Rochester to my daughter's softball game. I also went down to Iowa. Uh, cool thing, I was able to always have the radio nonstop, the entire drive, no cutouts. Why? Because it's satellite. Going to Colorado for softball. I'm going to have the app. I already have it on my phone. But I'm going to have the app. So now I can Bluetooth my SiriusXM app and my music to the car we get when we land from the airport because I know we have to rent a car. So if that car doesn't have XM radio, boom, I got it right here on my app. So that's the cool thing about the app, people. That's the SXM app. You can download to your phone. You can check out plans in order to be able to have the radio wherever you go. Some great plans out there, too. You can pay it off. I paid off three years in advance. So I'm covered for three years now with XM radio, me and my wife. But tonight, the Minnesota Twins host the Boston Red Sox tonight, beginning at 6.40 p.m. You can catch every pitch of the Twins' hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Twins. I got some Twins talk, too, saying we'll have to do this tomorrow. Yeah. Funny story about the Twins. I don't know if you noticed, though. The number one hitter for the, the Twins is Carlos Correa, 52 hits. Do you know how many hits Larissa Rice has right now? Uh, yeah, I was following this last night. It's 102. Yep. He has 50 yeah. more hits. Than the twins' best hitter. He's hitting it would 400. Take, I know. It would take two twins, two of the top twins, it would take to get to what Elisa Rise has done by himself. Sad. Very sad, Sam. Very sad. Yet again, another telltale sign of why you want to keep telltale story. Sorry, why you want to keep guys like that. But sorry for the daily three, man. That's three questions. I'm going to take about a minute each. Take it away, Sam. All right. You tease this up. Let's pay it off. JJ McCarthy mocked. To the Vikings by Todd McShay. He's projecting the 20th pick of the draft. So that would basically be like a wild card playoff loss again. Uh, JJ McCarthy stats last year, just for the record for Michigan, 65% passer, 2,700 yards, 22 touchdowns, five picks. Don't know how much McCarthy you watched last year, Ron, but what, what would you think about the Vikings going with him in the first round? So this is the thing about J.J. McCarthy. I have watched a little bit of him just because of, you know, he's in the Big Ten. So and I, I'm a big, you know, I love the Michigan. I grew up Michigan, uh, Ohio State game. So I love that. Um, here's my thought about this. J.J. McCarthy, here's a good thing about him. He is a prototypical mid-sized quarterback, 6'3". 6'3 is not small, uh, 200 pounds. So he's a solid, you know, he's my size. He's a solid guy, big frame, can take hits. A uh, little Kirk Cousins-esque. So does have a Kirk Cousins to him. A uh, little bit more mobile though. He does he does run pretty decently. I know I know they use him a little bit with some rollout stuff and some some quick game stuff where he has to move. He's very mobile in the pocket. He does have a former quarterback as a head coach, so I think that's another key. Uh, Harbaugh always felt like he was missing a quarterback, and that's why every year you notice he kept trying to trade for trade nil, but he kept trying to transfer guys in. Well, now he has his guy. Now he has a guy he thinks he likes. I could see the Vikings. I mean, I would not be opposed to that. Why? Because maybe the Michigan man in him has some Tom Brady in him. He comes to the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, maybe they can sign Kirk to one more year. 
uh, but the kid can run a little bit. And I think that's the big difference. Uh, he can run a little bit. So he's a little bit different from Kirk Cousins there. Uh, he's beaten Ohio State. And that's the key to like keeping your job at Michigan. Same with Ohio State. Keep your job at Ohio State. You have to beat Michigan. Michigan, you have to beat Ohio State. He's beat Ohio State badly. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not be opposed to it. Um, if you're looking at opportunity guys you can get, you're not going to get Caleb Williams. I mean, not unless you trade Justin Jefferson for the overall first pick and you don't know which team's going to have that. Um, so yeah, I, I just don't, I, I, I could see that. I, I do. I could talk myself into thinking JJ McCarthy with JJ, JJ to JJ has a nice ring to it. So I, I could see that. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, let's see how he does this year. Yeah. You know, the, these quarterback prospects are always changing. Right. Um, and it, it, it's so random to predict where the Vikings are going to be picking, where's JJ McCarthy going to be available. He's only got one year really of being a starter on his resume. So let's see what happens this year. I'm I'm not going to get too invested in any one prospect until I know that they're available where the Vikings are picking. I don't want to fall in love and then have him be too good that he goes like with the second overall pick. So let's pump the brakes on it. That's my philosophy. The one thing I will say, JJ McCarthy, the reason he has five interceptions is because he had a great run game and it's going to get better. Donovan Edwards was supposed to take over because they thought Blake Crum was going to go to the league because he was the best back in the Big Ten, in my opinion. He came back. So now you got Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards, two guys that could both give you a thousand yards, a la Maroney and, and Marion Barber. Uh, so Michigan is going to be double loaded at running back. Their defense is back. Makari uh, Page, my nephew, or sorry, my cousin, but like a nephew because uh, he's so much younger than me. But um, he, he's going to have a big season. He's going to be starting at safety this year. So maybe we'll get him on the pod. Maybe I have to get him on the pod this week. I'm going to hit him up. Um, but yeah, the thing about Michigan, man, is just figuring out what's best for the Vikings. So we're going to have to watch some Michigan football this year to see if J.J. McCarthy's the guy because I'm definitely going to have my eye on him. So what's, what you got next? Yeah, all right. FanDuel, win total projections. The Vikings are projected at eight and a half wins this year. The Gophers football team projected at seven and a half wins. Ron, could the Gophers win more football games than the Vikings? Anything can happen. Anything can happen. So, yes, they could. They could win more games than the Vikings. I just don't think when you look at the number of games, 17 games versus 12, the chances of the Gophers winning more than the Vikings are very low because the Gophers would have to win uh, 11 games. I think the Vikings are going to win 10. The Vi- the Gophers would have to go 11-1. and one. Now, I'm not saying they can't do it, but they would have to go 11-1 and one to win more than the Vikings. Maybe I'm too bullish on the Vikings, but the way it sits right now, because of the Bears, because of the Lions, because of the Packers, I feel like that's f- four wins at least. That's at least four wins. They split with the Bears, split with the Lions, two to the uh to the Packers are going to win. Maybe they get both from the Bears, maybe they get both from the Packers and they get one more. That's that could be five wins of those two teams they have to play twice. Now you just got to split with the other ones to get 10 wins. I just feel like 10 wins for the Vikings so the Gophers have to get 11, so the chances are slim for the Gophers to win 11 games. They have to go 11 and 1, but that's just right now as I see it. Yeah, so the Gophers probably would have to win at least like at least nine to make this a reality. Um, and I think, you know, they, they play Michigan, they play Ohio state this year, right? They've got the two mm-hmm. toughest teams in the conference. So there, that might be two losses right there at Purdue is tough um, at Iowa has been their kryptonite. So I, I think the Vikings still out, outdo the Gophers in win total, but that, that'll be something to track throughout the year. Last one uh, speculation, according to John Krasinski, that the, the Timberwolves are making calls 
trying to get back into the first round of the NBA draft. Of course, they don't have a first round pick because of the Rudy Gobert trade. Ron, do you expect any trade activity before Thursday's draft? Uh, I don't. I don't. I mean, unless it's cat, I don't see how you get back in the first round or unless you leverage more of your future, which I don't see a prospect out there. I mean, unless you're trying to go get Scoot Henderson or somebody in the top three, um, I, I find it tough. Now, there's a thing. Just like Walker Kessler. Maybe they feel like, you know what, we had Walker Kessler. We screwed that one up. There's another guy I think we would be really good at. We should get. So maybe there is, you know, some tea leaves they've been reading. And there's another guy out there. So maybe we don't know of a prospect. Because that's the thing about the NBA draft, man. After the top four to five, it kind of it, it falls off. Because you're like, who is this guy from Serbia? Who is this guy from, from the Ukraine? You know, like, who is this guy from, you know, G League Ignite? You know, like, it's just. You know, you, the college, the days of the college, you know, the Chris Webbers, the the the, the Jalen Roses, the, the Wayne Wades, um, it, it's far. It's far. If you, you know, Pablo Bancaro will probably be the last one. Jalen Suggs. Um, and those guys are already staying for like one year now. So it's it's just it's not what it used to be where college basketball was kind of giving you your guy every year. Uh, now you're getting it from all over. You're getting it from overseas. You're getting it from these Serbian kids, these high school G League kids who don't go to college, just go to G League for one year and then they come out. So it's it's such a it's such a drastic change. And the G League is not something we're all streaming unless you're a diehard scout or a basketball fan. Um, I, I think that's the tough thing about the way this draft sets up. But no, I don't I don't feel like they're going to make a move because um, I don't. That's just not what Minnesota sports do. We don't make big moves unless it's you know Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs type stuff. But I don't, I don't feel like we and, – and that big move wasn't seen as great. When they traded Stephon Diggs, everybody was like, oh, my God, it's over. We're, all is lost. I can't believe we traded Stephon Diggs. What are we doing? We're so stupid. We, we traded with who? The Buffalo Bill. Oh, my God. For the 22nd pick, that's it. That's all we got for Stephon Diggs. Oh, my goodness. And then we got Justin Jefferson. Everybody's like, oh, my God, that was the best move ever. Rick Spillman, you're a genius. So, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Do you think there will be a trade? I mean, I look at the roster. Like, I don't think – Torian Prince would get them a first. I don't think Mike Conley would get them a first. If they wanted to deal Jaden McDaniels, I guess, maybe. Right. But why would you trade you know, a younger piece, a two-way player like McDaniels, and, and start over with somebody? Like I know they, they probably want to get the roster cheaper at some point. They can't keep everybody, and they're going to get very expensive very fast. But unless there's a blockbuster cat deal coming down the pipe, I, I don't see them getting right. back in the first round, no. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a tough one, but the NBA draft, we'll see. We'll see Victor Wimbenyamba. He's going to end up with the Spurs, of course. Looking forward to that. And then after that, Scoot Henderson, or or do you take the kid from uh, Alabama? Everybody's now indecisive about who should be the next person to go. Some teams are saying if they had the first pick, they would take Scoot Henderson because they think he's a a longer uh, predetermined scorer. Not say he's Michael Jordan, but just has a better chance than uh, Victor, but you never know. We'll see. There's been a lot of guys that have gone top number one, and then they you know, poor Zingas. We loved him for a while. Victor might just be a unicorn that we love. And then he gets in the league and we're like, I don't know where to put this kid. Think about what Victor's worth to San Antonio from a ticket, st- a ticket selling Correct. standpoint, merchandising standpoint, marketing standpoint like that, that alone, even if you don't win a lot of games the first year, that alone is just so valuable to put a smaller market kind of back on the map after they've been really bad for a few years. It's, you you got to take Victor. No, yeah, they're going to no sell way. out. Oh, they're going to sell yeah. out. Tickets are going to sell out. The stuff is going to sell out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to do that. But I'm Ron Johnson. I say I'm actually. This is Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. One. Thank you guys for joining us. Those that continue to download, like, share, and comment. Let us know what your thoughts are. 
is there a way for the Minnesota Vikings to be considered a big dog with the Eagles and the uh, 49ers? Or are the Vikings a to-be-determined team? Did, did they put them too high? Are they not a hovering? Are they a to-be-determined team? Because we just don't know what they're going to look like with this Brian Flores defense. Let us know your thoughts. But again, also remember, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, people, on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You just had to have an email address to have a YouTube account. And then hit that subscribe button. All of our videos will pop up every single time we load one up. I want to thank you guys. Have a great day. To download, like, share, comment. Let us know what your thoughts are. Is there a way for the Minnesota Vikings to be considered a big dog with the Eagles and the uh, 49ers? Or are the Vikings a to-be-determined team? Did, did they put them too high? Are they not a hovering? Are they a to-be-determined team? Because we just don't know what they're going to look like with this Brian Flores defense. Let us know your thoughts. But again, also remember, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe. Subscribe, people, on YouTube. Just search Locked On Sports Minnesota. You just have to have an email address to have a YouTube account. And then hit that subscribe button. All of our videos will pop up every single time we load one up. I want to thank you guys. Have a great day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.